Jesus, when he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, my son's come home. For this command is a lamp, this teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6.23 Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as it brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down-to-earth and full of wisdom and will refresh, energize and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Yeah, hold on my 
Well, welcome to another fantastic Tuesday evening where we are together for a few minutes just to share scripture. And um, every time we come with an either song, and I like the particular song, it says, your, your vision is my mission and to do your will is my will. That is one of the best visions, best, best, best things a person can have to set himself online on course in this world and that is what we are here to do this evening to talk about um, direction and, 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 and goals in life you know um, this evening we are sharing from the book a good general and and that is one of the key things we need most at this time because life is in a kind of confusing state and it is in the confusion that somebody must arise and bring leadership. And when that person arises and we follow him, we get to a good destination. Let us bow our heads and share a word of prayer. Father, thank you so very, very much for every blessing, every occasion, every chance we have to come together like this. Thank you that wherever we are home in various places, you, oh God, you are with us, the Holy Spirit, is with us wherever we find ourselves i pray lord that the ministry of the holy spirit will be tangible this evening he will speak to many he will touch many he will cause many to know him his will his purposes his plan and his aims for us and our lives and lord thank you that in these few moments somebody's life will change and receive direction somebody will go from useless to useful and somebody will be transformed to become a major person in the near coming future. Thank you so very, 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 very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, amen. Listen, um, we are, we'll be talking about a good general in these days. And it is a very necessary book. One of the great books that our prophet has written. And this evening we are starting with um last week we did fight extreme with extreme that was just a ground a groundwork for us to know that you've got to be serious with what we are doing you, you cannot um take these things lightly it is a war the life of a man on the earth is warfare job 71 and that is the key to understand all that we'll be discussing from today onwards you've got to agree and understand that there is opposition against us out to try and hinder to stop even to turn back some people and that is why we too we must rise up and become good generals and i i believe that you you can be the next good general of your generation in the name of jesus this evening we are looking at chapter um eight the selection and maintenance of the aim the selection and maintenance of the aim. Um, this is, I, I, I really enjoyed this chapter. Something which our prophet has preached from many, many times. And he even lives this chapter physically because when you hear his messages from way back in the, in the 90s and the um, 2000s, you find that he's preaching the same thing. When you hear the early loyalty messages and the current ones, they are very, very much the same. He has kept his, his, his course. He has kept the aim that God has given him. And that is the lesson we have for ourselves. 
this evening, let me start by looking at this um, sentence. Selection of the aim and maintenance of your aim is the number one principle of war. That is why we are starting with this. Selection of aim and maintenance of that aim is the number one principle of war. It says here again, selection and maintenance of the aim is regarded as the master principle of war. Um, in different armies, they have different descriptions. I think the Russian armed forces call it steadfastness and the American call it objective and then the British call it um, selection and maintenance of the aim. It's the same thing, whatever it is. But it is a major principle of war and that is why this evening we are starting with this principle to see how to best lead our lives. Um, I, I believe that there are quite a few people who will not easily be able to transpose the concept of war on their lives. I mean, a good general going to war and they, young people, young lady in Ghana today, uh, looking for a job, looking for a husband, looking for money, they cannot easily see it as parallels. And so um, I want us to look at it this way. Um, life is a journey. Life is a journey and we are on that journey. And the journey is from point A to point B. So we are, all of us are people on a journey from the beginning of your life to the end of your lives. And you must successfully navigate your way through this journey. I mean, driving, anybody who drives on our highways knows that you have to dodge potholes, dodge trottle, dodge taxi, dodge some people crossing the road at the wrong place. I mean, nobody can drive the road and you're going dead straight all along. You'll be dodging. You will dodge as you become a master dodger. So any journey that we take involves some avoiding of obstacles and certainly turns, left and right turns, all the while being focused on the destination where we are going. That is our life's journey. How to navigate life's the course of this life, how to go from point A to point B, going through left and right. Life is a journey and you must stay on course. And, and so keep this in mind. For, I, I, I will use this as our, our um, window to illustrate the maintenance of the aim, the selection and the maintenance of the aim. And so maybe war doesn't fit very easily for some people, but the journey of life should minister to everybody. And so I'm discussing your life journey, where you are going in your life, what you plan to do, what you will become tomorrow, next year, next five years, next 10 years. I'm also trying to see what will become of you in the future. How will you be when you grow old? I once saw an old man, I went to wash my car at a car wash and when I parked my car and I got down and then they said, oh, just master, make you sit down. Somebody's coming to wash their car. These were small boys who were just in the area. And as I looked, I saw a gray-haired old man take a bucket and just head towards my car and begin to wash it. And I felt so sad. I felt so sad that a gray-haired old man was washing my car. A man 
who I am sure never planned that in his old age he will be washing cars. I am sure this man never imagined that at a time like this he will still be desperately trying to earn money when he could be relaxing and getting money by other means. And so life, life's journey must be planned. Otherwise, it will bring you to an uncomfortable position. It can bring you to a place where you didn't expect to be. And um, selection of the aim and maintenance of that aim is therefore actually truly a master principle, the number one principle of the journey of life. War. Six points. Six Six points I will give you this evening for us to discuss and take home. Number one, have an aim. A success, I'm reading from the book, A Good General. A successful military operation is aimed at an objective that can be achieved. Have an aim. Many, many young people don't have an aim. They're just there. Many of them are like area boys. You just hang around, go around, uh, uh, I'm looking for a job, what job do you want? Oh, any job. How can you look for any job? I mean, I'm looking for any job, whatever job I get, I'll take. Clearly, you don't have an aim. I mean, and, and it, is, it is very, very hard, sad, because I see a lot of young people falling into this category. Um, if you say they are aimless, they won't agree with you. But if you ask them, what is your aim? They don't have one. They don't know what they are doing and they're just going day to day. What happens when you don't have an aim is number one, you don't move forward or number two, you move in circles. You move in circles. You don't go very far from a central point. So you may get a job and a shop. Then after a while, you come back to the house again. Then you get a job as an apprentice or an assistant somewhere then you are there for a while then you get a job as a messenger or as a clerk in a place then you get a job as a as a manager somewhere all these would if you just take care to watch all this will be in the same locality you know some of us as you grow up you find yourself traveling uh, parents travel kids travel to school they travel for university they travel far and they spread out that is a, 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 a life with an aim but when there's no real aim, you find that child goes to a local school, local LA, and then doesn't go to university, gets a job with a interest in the area, helps the man in the area, helps somebody in the area, and your, your life seems to revolve around one area. That is a sign that there's no clear goal in your life. One of the, one of the sad realities I will tell you is that those who did not take education seriously are often those who don't have goals they don't have they don't know what options are available to them and they don't have qualifications to uh, access those options they don't know how to apply for a job in insurance how to apply for a job in the medical profession how to apply for a job in finance they don't have any qualifications so anywhere they go you're either the messenger or the or the, or the clerk or the security man and you have made yourself of low degree and that is a major hindrance and because there's no aim to there's no drive for education there's nothing to make you want to learn and and believe me school is hard 
I tell you, school is hard. I mean, learning for exams, I mean, to wake up the discipline of going early, come back late, sit down, learn by yourself, nobody are after you. That is it. It, it is a discipline, it's a hard discipline. But it is that same discipline that will make you successful in your achieving your aim. That same discipline that makes you a good student is what will make you successful in trying to become what you want to be. And so you will discover that aim and education, uh, 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 wisdom, uh, uh, knowledge, they are, they are closely inter interlinked. And I wish, I wish all the young people hear my voice this evening. Um, maybe you didn't go to school. No problem. Being in church is education. Um, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The spirits of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, all those uh, um, spirits, they add knowledge. I mean, a person who has been with, with Jesus, the, the, the disciples, they were ignorant and unlearned men. They were clearly fishermen who had never been to school before. But they could stand in the presence of the high priest and the lawyers and the, and the elders and the Sadducees and they could hold their own. They could be, have a discussion, a fisherman and a lawyer discussing. And then the lawyer said, that, ah, this man has been with Jesus. So this evening, it's not only education that can open your heart and open your mind and give you direction, but just simply being in church and letting the church work on you. Not being in church like Abele in, in, in Kinki, that untouched corn that is still there. No, being in church and being affected, being influenced by all the words you are hearing. You must have an aim. You must have an aim. That is the prayer this evening. Every young man, young lady, listen to my voice everywhere you are. Maybe school didn't work. No problem. Church is a more than sufficient replacement. Being in church alone, I have learned so very much. I mean, I'm educated. I've gone to school many, many years. But I tell you, I've learned so many things outside my field of pharmacy. I know a bit of law, a bit of medicine, a bit of construction, a bit of uh, what again? I know a bit of things. I know, I know things because I've been in church and I've been talking to people. And so I know um, how to handle. When you get a police case, call me. I can help you uh, come out. When you are sick, call me. I can, I can understand. I can diagnose certain things. Uh, I can build. I built my own house. I've, I've built churches. All these things, I learned them by church. Church has a way of making you wise. Wise unto salvation and wise. And so with that first wisdom, you need to have an aim. Amen. That's point number one, a very important point, that a successful military operation is aimed. The selection of the aim, the first point is, you must have an aim, which is what is before you. Number two, stay on that aim. Stay on that aim. Many people have an aim to begin with, but along the way, they, are, they, are, they deviate or they digress or they pass somewhere because it wasn't a, a real commitment to that aim. Um, what am I saying? What, what I mean is this. Somebody who doesn't really have an, a deep-seated aim, but has, I'm talking about selection of the aim and maintenance of the aim. 
somebody who doesn't have a real deep-seated aim in his life as he's moving through life and he sees something else oh that one too is nice they are easily diverted and easily deviate from their path where they set up so somebody says i'm going to do business and then he starts doing business i'm going to go and buy uh, um, iron rods i'm going to buy uh, nails i'm selling iron rods and nails then a friend comes and says oh charlie Foz, Foz is the best business so i tell you Foz is doing well you say ah Foz. then you sell your iron rods and buy foods you are easily deviated easily switch from one course to another because that initial aim is not deep-seated in you you know there are many many of our people who are in Dubai in in, in uh, uh, the Middle East in other countries who never plan to go there but they simply met a person who told them how easy it is to go there and get a job how easy it is that when you are there you get a job they'll pay you thousands of dollars they said really I'm here in Ghana trying to make myself okay trying to do business and then I've heard that in Dubai in, in Kuwait in Egypt somewhere I can get a job and they will pay me two thousand dollars a month Wow two thousand dollars a month two thousand dollars I'm off and then they go they, they just changed their plan because they heard something and they don't even know how true it is because you may have a job worth two thousand a month and your bills are one thousand nine hundred a month and you end up with less than those who stayed here in Ghana working at a doom or KJTR it's 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 you must be able to stay on that course many people change easily because that course is not deep-seated in them listen the key message I have for you this evening is the selection the choice of an aim and the maintenance of that aim do not easily uh, uh, chase fantasies chase chase dreams do not easily uh, uh, try something else you've heard that all guys are going to germany when you go to germany after uh, a short while you get papers let's go to libya then we can cross to the to greece then we can get to europe then we get money <clears throat> that is not those are not as simple as 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 it sounds but because you, you hadn't planned to go but then somebody's uh, uh, description has swerved you um, stay stay on course amen that is my purpose this evening that you must have an aim and stay on that aim these are the first two principles that are most important that I'm giving you this evening principle number three um, listen to this one I think it's very important some aims that you have they are not practically attained by your own power um, what the book says is a successful military operation is aimed at an objective that can be achieved some aims are, are not achievable by your own power now here I've, I've got to explain because um, Bible says that with God all things are possible and I know many who came from villages and have become very wealthy many who came from very low uh, estate have risen very high so that is not what I'm saying and what I'm saying is that sometimes 
um, you don't have that deep Christian faith to make that invisible, uh, impossible become possible. And, and so when you don't have that faith and you're relying on your efforts, um, certain, certain goals and aims you have become unlikely. And it becomes more of just talking big and just talking by heart. Small boys are on the roadside. Hey, I like a black Mercedes Benz. No, no, no. I want a red BMW. No. Yeah, you're a child. They are talking. Many kids who talk like that, they are, they are, they're not really doing anything to achieve that aim. Um, they're not, okay, they're not capable of doing much to achieve that aim. Where you are now, you are a storekeeper, you are a store boy, you're working in a, in a company, you are uh, helping, doing your own business, selling a few things. It is, it is very difficult to amass the wealth it takes to buy a car like that. It's, it is possible. It is possible, yes. But setting, setting goals and aims are, are, are difficult if you don't have a certain deep faith to accomplish it. And, and setting goals, if, listen, if the goal you are, or the aim you have before you, you have to do something bad to get it, don't do it. If you have to do something uh, 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 criminal, or, or, or something, don't do it. Many, many, many people who are applying for visas, you have to tell a pack of lies to get the visa. You have to, you don't know anybody there, you have to give an address. You don't have any money, go and borrow somebody's savings account. You go and even change your name and take a picture, and your name is Kwesi, they write Kweku, and all in an effort to get a visa to go to a place. Every time you have to do something wrong, to achieve a purpose, uh, um, you are falling outside God's will, and and it is doomed to fail. I remember many years ago when I was in Norway, a friend of mine. I mean, I was looking for a job, and uh, a friend said, uh, "There's a job available. Let's go." So I said, "Great." I, meet me at the train station. I met him at the train station, and, and he was taking me there. And he said, "Listen, as you are going." You have to say this story. And then he told me a story to tell. I said, ah, but this story is not true. He said, hey, this is the key to getting the job. You have to tell these lies. And on the way, he was coaching me. He was coaching me how to tell those lies. Listen, say this, say this, say this. I told him, but it's not true. He said, no, that is how to get a job. Say this, say this, say this. So I, I followed him. We went to the place and he told me, listen, if you don't say this, that you have experience, you know all these things, you've done it before, you don't say all this, you won't get the job. And I was very uncomfortable with having to go and tell some lies. So when we got into the room for the interview and then the interview began, he was sitting by me, we were sitting side by side and talking to the, the, the director of the company and as he was just chatting with us, then he asked me, so do you have experience? Then my friend under the table just kicked my leg that say yes, I have experience. And I said, no, I don't have experience. Because I can't lie. I can't I mean, whatever you do based on a lie, it will do it will fail one day. You are getting something you shouldn't have. And when I said no, my friend kicked me under the table and I just said the my face straight. Then they asked me, so have you done this before? I said no. And and I, I just spoke the truth throughout. 
and then um, he was by me. I, I, I could see him he, with the corner of my eye, look at me, I look at him. We all sat there. And you know what? I still got the job. I still got the job. But um, if you have to do something wrong to achieve your aim, you have to tell lies, you have to go and fake uh, uh, fictitious documents, go and borrow somebody's certificate to enter university, go and write, uh, once say you had AAA, when you had CDE, you are changing things. That is not the aim you should follow. That aim, drop it and walk away. If you are in a place where you have gotten there by wrong means, I want to advise you as a believer, exit immediately to save yourself and your future. Exit immediately. Don't say, well, so far so good. So far so good, you can go many, many years and one day the past will catch up with you and everything will be cancelled. So if you have to do anything wrong to achieve your aim, you have to, you want to marry a girl, she will marry you, okay, let's make her pregnant, then she will marry you by force. If you have to do that, I tell you, you are entering a might of trouble because that is not how we do these things. Any, any aim you, you have to accomplish, you have to accomplish by, by doing something wrong, eventually will turn around and become a negative thing. So our first point is, you must have an aim. Second point is, stay on the aim you get. Selection of the aim. The aim, when you get that aim, stay on it. Don't deviate easily to go to Dubai, to go to Kuwait, to go to America. Don't deviate when you hear that, oh, there's gold in, in, in Agogo. There's gold in Konongo. Let's go and do Galamse. Then you drop your business, close down your shop. You are selling iron rods bit by bit. It's moving slow. Then you shut it down to run to uh, 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 Kibi to go and do gold mining. You run to Takwa to go and do Galamse because you've heard that somebody went, they came back with a black black land cruiser wow i'm going some I, I, I want some and you have just dropped what you are doing the little you are getting day by day you drop it to change course suddenly to go and do something that is not how we do stay on the course stay on the aim that you have found for yourself number three whatever aims whatever whenever you have to do something illegal something wrong to achieve the aim you are trying to get it, it, it is it's a, a sign of trouble down the line. You know, many people have gotten themselves what I call counter-aims. These are not the aims that God has for us. These are aims that we have taken for ourselves. Many aims that people have right now is, one, to find money. It is a very, very, very <clears throat> common aim that, oh, they're looking for money. Number one, that aim, few find it. It's very difficult to find money. Money is hidden. All money in the world is hidden. The bigger the money, the more secret, the more difficult and more deeply hidden it is. And um, few, few find money. The, the majority of the world is poor. And, and the rich, the rich, are, I think it's just 1% or, or less than that who are very rich. And, and the world's a very poor place. If the money could be found, you'd be, you'd be, they'd have found it long ago. 
many people leave their villages, go to the city to try and, and, and survive and make ends meet. But after a while, after many, many years, when they eventually come back, they still have nothing. They still have nothing. They still don't have a car, still don't have a house. They have worked maybe. They bought some shirt and trousers and shoes. They bought a very big TV, second hand. They have a few things. But after a life of struggling in the city, they go back to the village with little real wealth. So searching for money is a very futile uh, uh, aim. Don't try it. Number two, many people have made marriage their aim. That, oh, I want to marry. And in fact, I'm waiting for a man, or a beautiful girl to marry. Um, <clears throat> marriage as an aim. If you're a young lady, it doesn't lie in your hands. A, a, a young lady, you can't choose who will marry you. A man must come from somewhere to marry you. So to, to make your aim something which you can't control is very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult to decide to go somewhere in a car you don't control. The person controlling will take you where it's going. So to make marriage your aim as a lady is very tricky. You will end up having to entice men again to when whatever you do that is requires subverting or, or twisting things, it will go badly in the end. And if you're a young man and your aim is marriage, I wonder what your criteria is because many young men they don't they don't they don't have they don't have um, much uh, high high standards beautiful girl that's all that's all they're looking for uh, fair colored long hair no 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 and and those things do not bring a happy marriage and and one of the interesting facts about life in these COVID nineteen times is the fact that unfortunately divorce is increasing domestic abuse has gone so high and there's so much mental stress because people have been locked down in a room with somebody who is not really their friend yes you live together yes you have sex together you cook you wash but you're not friends and so now that you are locked together tension tension has come to the surface and man beat wife wife beat husband fighting in the house uh, and don't, don't help each other. One person wants to leave. And one of the um, trends I saw was the first thing I'll do when COVID-19 is over is I will get a divorce. I saw it trending somewhere. It's so unfortunate. Marriage is, is not a life's aim. It is one of the things God gives us to encourage us on our life's journey. I mean, as your life journey, God will give you a partner, a friend, a companion who just walk with you and help you go on the journey and it's oftentimes somebody of like mind and like spirit so so marriage should not be a, a, a goal um, what, what else are, are people career politics people have a goal to become rich and famous and and, and do something in society you know I, I used to think that <clears throat> if I wasn't a pastor I'll be a social activist. I'll be fighting for the poor. I'll be helping them somewhere because I, I really feel for the poor. I feel for the young kids at the traffic lights. When I see them begging, it really touches my heart. I'm sure if I wasn't a pastor, I would have gone to do something to help the poor or help the, the beggars at the roadside. 
and, and so it may seem like a very good idea to enter into uh, um, a life of humanitarian work, helping people, uh, um, even politics, to change society and make it a better place. You know something? Since I became a pastor, five presidents have come and gone. And <clears throat> I've seen President Rawlings, I've seen President Kufo, I've seen President Atta Mills, I've seen President Mahama, and now I'm seeing President Anakufwadu. And you know what? They have come and gone. I am still here in my church. And I've been here all these years. You see, seeking, seeking these uh, uh, political success, political uh, success and, 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 and uh, social status, it's short-lived. It's very short-lived. It doesn't have power to help you for long. You know, that any aim that is trying to help people, um, it, it, it is, it is it's, it's a good idea to help people, yes, but it is short-lived. Many, many, many years ago, when I went to Tamale to start my church, you know, as a pharmacist, I was involved with the hospital there, and, um, and um, I was you know, I, I got involved more and more, and then I had an idea, and I told a prophet that, listen, let's, let's start some, uh, an, uh, an NGO, let's start some work that is going to help the poor people, because in those days in Tamale, the poor were very, very poor, and many were coming to the hospital, they couldn't pay their bills, they were in need, the hospital was also a bit run down in those days, and, and then prophet told me, Patrick, Forget the NGO and concentrate on the church. Forget all these things. Forget them <clears throat> and concentrate on doing the work of God. And I'm glad I listened to him and I followed him closely. And many years later, if I had started an NGO, where would it be by now? Probably closed down in these COVID-19 times. Probably all the employees laid off, money is finished, capital donors have dried up. Money raised is finished, difficult times, and I've moved on to do business now. But the church I began there is still doing strong and is still flourishing and is even spreading more and more. And so all these humanitarian social things, they may seem very useful as a life goal, but they are short-lived and they are transient. And the goal that you, that is, you should pursue it is what is what God gives to you. Hallelujah. So, what is the best selection of the aim? What is the best aim that one can have? One can can give himself to. I mean, not money, not marriage, not children. Children, no, no, not children. Children can be a disappointment. Children, look. After you've born a child, you have no control again when it goes past thirteen. Just recently, a mother called one of our pastors that her child should go and cut his hair. He won't cut his hair. Even hair cut from a, a, a little boy, you must bring in outside forces. Look, children are very difficult to control. If we draw, yeah, it, it should not be an aim. It should be something which God blesses you. Children are a gift. Something that God blesses you along the way. Do not make your children to be the expression 
of your success. They are not. And then career, um, trying to do something helpful, all those things are, are very short-lived. How? Selection of the aim. How to get your aim. Number one, the best aim. No, number five, sorry, number five. But number one reason, the best aim you can have for your life is the aim God gives to you. That is the best aim. The aim, um, Ida sang it, to do your vision is my mission. To do your will should be my will. That is the best aim you can ever have. The aim that God will give to you. It means that, one, you must listen to God. You must be willing to obey God and be willing to sacrifice, give up something. These are the keys to being able to uh, 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 see the aim that God has given you. Be willing, you must listen. Um, God talks to us. He talks to us. Yes. You must be willing to obey because if I talk to you and you don't obey, after a while, I'll stop talking to you. And there's no point talking to somebody who's not minding you. And to obey, you have to give up something, a sacrifice. What is the will of God? It's very, very simple. Mark 16. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the will of God. That is the last thing he said. Go ye into all the world. Look, we have said it time and time again from this pulpit. Um, talk. Go and talk to somebody about salvation. Make yourself a savior of men. You may be a businessman. You may be a storekeeper. You may be a phone seller. You may be a, a, a shoeshine boy. You may be anything that you are. But make yourself. That is, those are side attractions. Make yourself a savior of men. Make yourself somebody who is going out into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. That is the will of God. That is the aim every person should have to make your life a useful life. That's all. Um, every character, every major character that you can think of in the Bible, God sent them on a mission. Every major character. God sent them. Jonah, he sent him. Go to Nineveh. Um, Paul, he sent him. Go to the Gentiles. Peter, he sent him. Uh, go to the Jews. Um, who else? Gideon, he sent him. Go and deliver. Go in this mighty tent of yours and deliver Israel from the Midianites. God has always been sending out people. And so, and, and you are being sent out some, some are sent far away, some are sent next door. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. So when I say send, it doesn't automatically mean that you're going to travel, pack your bags, and go. Even though it can mean that. Some are sent next door. Just wear your talewate, wear a shirt over your, your, your singlet, go next door to the house, and tell the guy next door, Jesus loves them, and he died for him to save him, from his sins. That is also sent. You have been equally sent as the one sent to Fiji, Papua New Guinea, or Madagascar. You are equally sent. Sending doesn't mean short distance or long distance. Sending means sending. And so we are sent out. 
into all the world to tell people about Jesus has come to save, to seek and to save the lost. That is the, that is the real mission. That is the real goal. And, and you see, this goal, it can be achieved not by automatically becoming a full-time pastor. Because many times, when you go on missions, you, you, you don't go full-time. You have to go and survive for, by yourself for a while. You have to go and manage to stay alive for a while. So going on missions isn't automatically full-time. It is missions. It is serving God. It is going to do the will of God and to preach the gospel, to plant a church somewhere where God has sent you or has sent you <clears throat> through the voice of his, of his servants. But yes, the, the, the most successful uh, mission you can find for your life is that what did God say? Where has God sent me? What is God asking me to do? And do that work. Amen. I, I, I feel so blessed. I feel so blessed. Many, many years ago, God sent me go to Tamale and I went, he spoke to the prophet. Um, Tamale is a place, go and start the work. There was nothing there. Go and start and I went and it has been, it has been a blessing, a, such a blessing for me. And it has, it has made me <clears throat> to become significant. I remember one day I was in my car, I was driving. And then the Holy Spirit told me, you are lucky or you are blessed. Let me use, I mean, what I had at that time was lucky, but it actually it's blessed. You are lucky you went to Tamale. If you hadn't gone, you would be an insignificant pharmacist walking around church. That's what the Holy Ghost told me one, one day as I was driving my car. <clears throat> you are lucky you went to Tamale. If you hadn't gone, by now, after 25 years, you are an insignificant pharmacist walking around the church, just giving some small offering and doing little. And so obeying that call of God has great power to make your life very useful, very significant, and turn you around into a great general. Hallelujah. Number one, choose, have an aim. Number two, stay on that aim. Don't be deviated by any fancy news or breaking news or any uh, seemingly success story from uh, Galamsey or from anywhere else. Stay on your aim. Number three, if you must do something bad to achieve anything, lying, stealing, forging, uh, having to do some kind of kululu things, it is not the aim you should follow. Give it up, turn around and come back and let's find the real aim. Look, selection, that is the key word this evening. Selection of the aim. If you have to do those things, come back and let us find a new aim. Number four, there are many aims that are not good aims. Counter aims, I call them. Money, uh, marriage, children, politics, power, prosperity all those things are not good aims you may seek them but you will not get them number five the best aim the best aim is the one that god gives you you must listen carefully and you must uh, be willing to obey and he will give you he will you must give up something and he will make it work for you 
my last point this evening is number six when you move away from god's aim when you do not maintain the aim things will start to go wrong every time you you see in war this is the master principle the selection and the maintenance of the aim in this book you read many many stories about the second world war if hitler had kept to his original aim he would have been very difficult to beat but he came to uh, he, he attacked moscow when maybe he shouldn't have and that cost him the war and and the, in the gulf war um the, the americans went to sack the kuwaitis sack the iraqis from kuwait and that's all they did they didn't extend it to go anywhere you know a, a good general will have an aim achieve it and stop and not try to change it or go outside the scope when you move away from the aim that god has given to you you don't maintain the aim things begin to go wrong begin to go bad take jonah classic example classic 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 example god said jonah 1 verse 1 and 2 uh, verse 2 go to nineveh that was clear instruction go to nineveh but jonah didn't go and rather he went to tarsus and then storm came both lost all their goods threw into the sea he couldn't swim he was drowning as a wheel swallowed him and threw him on the land i mean a series of mishaps began to happen to him from one uh, wrong direction storm at sea uh, loss of cargo uh, threw into the sea swills, uh, wheel swallowing him it just went from bad to worse that is the life story of many people who have deviated from what god really gave them there are some of you out there god has really called you he has placed a call on your lives and some of you you know exactly what i mean you understand clearly when i say god has called you nobody has to argue i'm not arguing i'm just telling you you know you have been called there's something that god has placed on your heart but you're not doing it but you're not doing it and you have defeated to do business to do education go for a master's phd you have left what god gave you and that is why some of you 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 can't see the success you know you should have you know you know that where you are now is not where you should be you know that you're struggling that you're struggling is not fair you know it but how to how to get out because you're in the wrong place you are in the wrong place you have left the mission god gave you to pursue your own and then you join the jonah club of people seen as seeds of disasters mishaps things don't work business doesn't work your car crash you go and buy something it's poor things just don't work and you don't feel no you don't feel in life but things will not work as they should these are the key things about the beginning the master principle of war the selection and the maintenance of the aim it is the number one principle of war or life's journey and it is the master principle steadfastness objective staying on course what god has given you 
you must stay on that course have a have a goal have an aim don't walk around young man young lady just we'll see tomorrow we'll see tomorrow no wake up have a plan work towards something have a goal have a desire have something burning in your heart and that will drive you to be successful don't change easily when you hear flattering stories fantastic stories of of a, a, a black via a black a land cruiser or a black just go and do i say after two three four months you'll find gold you come back you are rich let's go to liberia you'll find diamonds Let's go to uh, uh, Congo. You get diamonds, go and do say somewhere. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not as easy as that. It's a deception. You are being swayed from your course. Stay on the course. Do not, do not chase the other counter aims. Do not chase those things. Education is good, but it should not be a life goal. Marriage is good. I'm happily married. Very soon, next month is 34 years or 33 years. I've forgotten. Don't tell my wife you. But it is, it, is, it is not a goal or an aim. It is a companion God gave me for my life's journey. And we are just going happily side by side. All of us doing our best. Children, they're not my aims, but they've done very well. If they were my aim, oh, I can tell that there'll be problems. It's not my aim. God, blessed, God blesses you children. The aim is go into all the world and preach. That is one aim. That is one aim that the Lord said specifically as he was going up to heaven. And then he said specifically, listen, my children, this is what I want. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the aim. Don't change it. Don't change it. Don't become, uh, uh, don't, you want to be a banker. Okay, be a banker. I'll be a Christian preaching banker. Let every person in your bank know that we are believers and this is how we this is what we do. Don't change it and become a, a professional. I want to be the MD of the bank and I'm doing extra classes, extra courses, and I've stopped going to church Sunday. I'm writing exams, distance learning, and then I am no longer an, an usher, no longer a chorister because I'm trying to become the MD. That's not how to do it. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That is the aim. Selection and the maintenance of that aim. No matter how years move on, that aim. The best example I can give you is our prophet. He has not changed. That has been his aim. I was going to show you a clip this evening, but I, I couldn't play it, unfortunately. Um, he was preaching years ago and it is that is the same thing he was saying that we should preach the gospel I, I may load it after this if I if possible I'll load it uh, online for you to watch it and, and see that is the aim he had from way back Kaledigona Cathedral up to today First Love Center the same aim he has not changed and that is how come the blessings of Jehovah is on him do you want God to bless you? Do you want God to show you goodness? Do you want God to do you good? Listen, find his aim. Select it as your aim and let us work hard to achieve it. And as you do it, I tell you, you see that God will bless you, bless you, bless you on this journey. God will really cause things to work to your favor and you'll be amazed at how 
everything Wall Street notes. Young man out there, you need to have a goal. Yes, you have been walking around so far. So, I mean, you, you have just been hanging around. But tonight should be the last night of an aimless journey. And this evening, I mean, um, you who are there, you're not born again. Some don't know where they are going on this earth. Some don't know what they are doing with their lives. But you don't know where you are going after this earth. You don't know what you are doing with your next life. That is the person I am trying to reach. And if you are, if you are here this evening, wherever you are, I want you to bow your head and pray with me that I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to um, allow him to lead me and guide me on the path he chooses. I want to surrender myself to Jesus that he will take control of my life. That is the prayer I, I prayed many years ago and God has been so good and good and good to me. And you too, wherever you are, I want us to pray this evening. Um, bow your head right now and let us pray. Wherever you are, you're not sure where you're going in the life to come. You're not sure what is going to become of you. But you want to go to heaven. You want to enjoy the streets of gold and the mansions and the Garden of Eden. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so very, very much. I pray, Lord, this evening that these words be true from the ones as they prayed. Please pray with me. Dear Jesus, tonight I come to you exactly as I am. Um, I pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my <clears throat> wrongdoing and forgive me for all my wickedness. Lord, thank you that you died on the cross and you shed your blood to wash my sins away. Wash them away, O oh God. Clean me and make me fresh again. I pray, Lord, this evening, change my heart and give me a new heart, one that will love you and serve you all my days. Today, I am asking you to write my name in the book of life and prepare a place for me in heaven by your side. Today, Jesus is my Lord, my Master, my Savior, my best friend, and I am born again. Thank you, Father, for this great salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, so very much for anyone who just prayed this prayer, the one who prayed it. I pray, Lord, that these words will be life-changing words that will be ringing in heaven for the one soul who has turned away to give his life to Jesus and let their rejoicing be great. I pray, Lord, that you connect this person to me, to a church, to a place where he will be cared for, will be catered for. 
I pray for deep roots to hold him, cords of love to bind him to the church, and that this one, wherever he be this evening, shall be established in the, in the place where you set him. Bring him, O God, close to me, and let us keep him as brother and, or sister in the family of God. Thank you so very, very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed this prayer this evening, I want you to do me a favor. Um, just send me a message on Facebook on the page there. I'll get it. It will respond to you right away. I don't know if has the, is there a phone number coming up. No, there's no phone number coming up. But I want you to send me a message on this Facebook page right away. And um, wherever you are, we'll get to you. We'll, we'll make a comment. I became born again. And that's all. We'll find you. We'll reach out to you. And then we'll talk with you. And your life will not be the same again. You'll be a different person. And your life will suddenly have a new aim and a new goal. Amen. Listen, tonight I feel that we have <clears throat> touched a very important subject. The selection of a goal and aim for your life and how to stay on that course. Next week we'll continue talking about a good general I'll expand a bit more how to continue in the battle and even to win that battle, all the different battles you will face. And there's one key element that I need to add about morale. That I'll do that next week because in this journey, I tell you, discouragement is, is, is always close by. Failure is always around. And people are easily discouraged. I mean, in these days, in these times, of COVID-19, people are discouraged. No job, no money, no place to go to. Home is not easy. And that is why next week, don't miss it, we'll discuss, we'll discuss morale. But for tonight, wherever you are, take out a good offering. Um, if you have your tithes with you, I want to take it out and send it. Um, in, case, in case you want to bring it physically, listen, the church office, Though it is closed, there's always somebody there. 24-7, there's always somebody. You can take your offering, take your tithes, and come to the church office. Even at midnight, if you come there, you will find somebody. It is closed, but it's never closed. So if you have your offering with you, you have your tithe with you, and you're not able to send it by mobile money, you don't have it, I don't know why you don't have it, you don't have it, or you're not comfortable to send it, or they have a few troubles sending it and you prefer to bring it physically, no problem. Just come any day, any time and just come to the church office. You always find somebody there. And when you get there, call any of the pastors who will guide you through the steps to um, <clears throat> deposit your tithe and your offering. And those of us who have mobile money this evening, send a good offering. Transfer it right now in Jesus' name. Let it come forth as a love offering from your heart to the Lord, telling the Lord that this is what I want to do. I want to honor you with my substance. I want to show my love. Sunday, um, Sunday evening, Bishop was asking how to prove your love, how to prove that you love. And one of the ways is to give. You give and you give. That's how to prove your love. You give. When you have a beloved, you give her things. Chocolate, ice cream, yogurt, 
Giving is also a way of showing love. And this evening, show love for God by giving a good offering wherever it is. Uh, 20, 50, 100, 10, 5, whatever it is. I want you to begin to obey God as God speaks to you. Begin to answer his, his, his word as he whispers into your ear. Obey. Obey. That is how you hear him as he's speaking to you about the aims of your life. Selection of the aim is hearing God and obeying him. And so tonight you hear God and obey wherever you are. Just let me pray for you. Let me pray for you wherever you are sending. All sending, every sending, every sending tithe, every sending offering. Father, thank you so very, very much for every heart you have touched, every mind with a sense of obligation, of, of uh, desire to help your house. We are building churches everywhere. I pray, Lord, that you touch hearts and let them understand the difference they are making, that they have a church building, others do not. I pray for great uh, blessings on their lives as they give. And thank you so very much, Lord. I, he I hear angels. Let angels be dispatched to help somebody. I hear angels on patrol. Let angels be around our homes as a protection from every evil outside. I hear angelic encounters. Let something happen that will leave you puzzled as to whether you met a man or an angel. Thank you, Lord, that all these are your ministering spirits sent to minister to we who will inherit salvation. Let it be so. Let it be so, O oh God, that it will be a blessing for us. And thank you so very much that as we honor you with our substance, tithes, and offerings, you too, O oh God, you will rise up and open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing on us that we will not have room enough to receive it. Bless us, bless us mightily as we honor you. Thank you so very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you for that seed you have planted. You will never regret it. You will see something special and something unusual in these days. I heard angelic encounters, angelic intervention in our lives. I, I'm, I believe that that would be the case of many people you will have a testimony of god doing something new and tonight selection and maintenance of the aim do not roam any longer as an aimless young man in town do not be a person changing aims back and forth but be a man steadfast with an objective focused with a single eye I will be a soul winner. I may be a banker, a granite seller, a cocoa seller, a watch seller, a, 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 a policeman, a, 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 a mobile phone, a businessman. Whatever you are, you can be all that, but make yourself a savior of men. Jesus said, his last words, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that is our aim that is the aim we have selected now maintain it for the rest of your life and you'll see that god will bless you mightily father thank you for everyone who has been a part of this broadcast tonight thank you for everyone 
watching from near, from far, anywhere at all in the world. Let these words be a seed, O oh God, in their hearts. Let this word be the key they would need to bring order and direction for themselves. Let them no longer seek the counter aims of this world, loving the world and the things in the world, but let them rather begin to follow hard, uh, hard followers after you, O oh God, and make ourselves saviors of men. Everywhere the apostles were scattered, but everywhere they went, they were preaching the word. Let us also be people who everywhere we find ourselves, we are preaching the word. Thank you so very, 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 very much for this evening. I pray that Lord keep everybody safe, um, protection from water, from floods, from lightning, from thieves, protection from uh, evil, from virus, from disease. May no trouble come upon you suddenly in the name of Jesus. May no trouble hit your family in the name of Jesus. Be safe, be solid, be established. Do well wherever you are planted. Let all men see that the Lord our God he is on your side. Let them mark and notice that you, there's something peculiar around you because you serve the Lord with gladness. Let it be your testimony and your story. Thank you so very, very much, Lord, tonight. Keep us all home, or those on the way home. Keep us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for spending the time together. And uh, we'll meet again Sunday for the Word Encounter service. But before then, we have a prayer meeting one more time with the prophet and a prayer meeting also with our chairman on Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday and Friday and then we have our Sunday services but until then be in, into quiet time draw close to God and you'll see great things God bless you and have a very very good evening take care and do well God bless you when he ran to me he took me in his arms till my head to his chest we believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama behind the Confidence Eating Place. This is every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.